0: Dear Hank and John. Or as I prefer to think of it, Dear John and Hank. It's a podcast where two brothers answer your questions, give you the advice, and bring you all the week's news from both Mars and AFC Wimbledon. John, I heard about the terrible news mm. about the awesome coffee club. Oh. I heard I heard that it, it got decaffeinated. Oh, no, you've made a mistake, Hank. It got decaffeinated. Oh, it's That's beautiful. Right. That's right. We're making decaf coffee at... <laughs> AwesomeCoffeeClub.com. Hank. Yes. We were just talking on the phone and you were like, hold on, before we start recording, I have to think of a joke. And then you said, oh boy. And then the little voice came from on high and said, call ended. And I was like, "Was were those the last words my brother will ever speak to me? Oh boy. (laughs) And then a rock just came through the window. well, there was like forty-five seconds before I called you back because uh-huh. it is always me who has to call you back. Even oh yeah, you I was just looking at me. jokes. <laughs> I know. Like ear- earlier in that conversation, it happened previously as well, and you hung up on me, and I waited like two minutes, and then I was like, "I guess I'll call him back." And I- <laughs> but anyway, true. So, so you're we the, the initiate. like that. I know there has to be someone. Me. You count on me to be and the it's older good to, brother. it's good to divide, divide it up so that you're not both calling each other at the same time. Sure. You sure. always call. So anyway, my point is that you said, oh boy. And then <laughs> it said call ended. And uh-huh. in the intervening minute before we reconnected, I had two full kind of thoughts. You know how you, uh-huh. you, you can like speed through, you could kind of speed run a worry. That's yeah. my specialty actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, uh-huh. Okay. You, yeah. You think that like Cosmic is good at speed running Super Mario Brothers? You should see me speed run Contamination OCD fears. It's incredible. But <laughs> okay. What did I do? How did I die? Well, so first I was like, he he died, and he said, "Oh boy," because the gigantic rock fell on his garage, and and he is no more. And this is terrible. And what a loss for the world, and but all more importantly for me. And then the second thought was what if Hank just got so kinda overwhelmed (laughs) that he reached the breaking point all at once and he just said, Oh boy. And then he just disappeared. Ended. Like my phone disappeared, my like like the proverbial father going out for for a gallon of milk never to return. I just, and he just I vanish. He's just gone. He's I'm just, now, I am now proof that matter can be destroyed. <laughs> um, it's, it was too much energy. It all just sort of, and then it was gone. Anyway, I'm really glad you're here. Really, really glad because I've become newly aware that at any moment you might not be. So yeah. Thank you for being here. Well, I want to say a quick apologies for last mm. week's episode where we completely stopped answering <laughs> questions from our <laughs> listeners, providing you with all the week's news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon, oh, failed, to do, failed to do the sponsor reads, and oh, incredibly failed to do the Project for Awesome messages. Uh, it was a really, it oh, was no a special God. episode. We just, we, we were so- We didn't do the sponsor read? That's so we weird. Fell, fell in love with our format, people. That's what happened. We yeah, just I'm, fell in love. I'm so curious. I haven't I haven't thought to look if anybody's had thoughts about doobly-doo. I did ask Craig about doobly-doo, and he said, this <sighs> seems like it would be hard. Uh. <laughs> yeah. You know, the main thought that I've seen about doobly-doo yeah. from people is, why don't you do doobly-doo with Dropout or doobly-doo with Nebula, which I could not agree with more. Why? That's or or doobly-doo with Netflix. Tell Netflix, hey, y'all, you know what's wrong uh-huh. with your format? Y'all are spending like $150 million making a Martin Scorsese movie (laughs) for $150 million. We'll give you three streaming platforms. (laughs) We'll give you Paramount Plus. (laughs) Give us $150 million. We'll go out. We'll buy Paramount Plus. We'll get their whole library. But then more importantly, we're going to do this thing called Doobly-Doo. that has got game shows on it, but they're like game (laughs) shows filmed in a a basement. (laughs) We're going to give you 326 episode seasons. It's going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah, you could make, that's fine. You could make one two hour movie or you could make three million minutes of high quality content. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Hank, let's answer some, let's actually answer some questions from our listeners this time. I think that's a great idea. I don't have the questions open. And wow. We've been talking for so long that I'm like hungry now, and I'm not sure I can do this, but I'm going to uh, try. Okay, we've got a Project for Awesome message to read from last week, okay. from Allison from That's Madison, great. Wisconsin, to Lily and Becca. To my dearest Lily and Becca, we all miss you terribly and hope this message brings you the spot of joy you needed today. The Spice Cabinet requests you visit soon for car smashing and book reading, sending all our love across the country. That's lovely. I don't know what any of it means, but it was a great <laughs> Project for Awesome message. And if you want us to record a Project for Awesome message that will air sometime this year for you, check out the Project for Awesome, projectforawesome.com, February 17th to February 19th. Hmm. John. Yes. This first question... Comes from Kim, who asks, Dear Hank and John, I was thinking about ants this morning because ants are great, and also because I've heard that the amount of ants on Earth weigh as much as the amount of people on Earth. Genetically speaking, though, only the queen ant can reproduce, and all the worker ants are more like wireless appendages. So does that mean that anthills are actually just one person? Follow up, if I may, what would the best and highest use of wireless appendages be? On a whim, Kim. We've got A number of issues, but I want to bring up something else, unless you have something immediately you'd like to say. I I don't. I recently was on Twitter and I said, isn't it sort of cool that we, like of all the billions of years the earth has been around, we happen to live at the same time as the largest organism on earth? Yeah. And then a bunch of people were like, which one is that, Hank? Uh, I was thinking of the blue whale. Which, but you should is, never specify, Hank. That's one of the great rules. If you want to increase engagement, don't right. specify. So people, people just can argue. like they can have a fight in the comments. And uh, I did walk away from Twitter at that time, so they fought without me, and I didn't see this all until the next day. Um, and a number of people were saying uh, that that Pando, the Aspen Grove, is the largest organism on Earth. Certainly has uh, is in contention for the title. Great Kim, Aspen Grove. Some people say the best. Kim here would like to would, would like to say that maybe um all individual ants are not individual ants. They are extensions of the queen. Now you're reasoning first of all, there are other ants that are involved in the reproduction. Uh specifically yeah. the, the males. I think they're drones or something like that. Right. And they they're the ones they they and multiple drones are uh fertilizing yeah. along with the queen. They're um, loaning the juice. They're, yeah, they do the juice loans and mm-hmm. this is this works out. Guess uh, it's more of a to, gift. to have a more a bigger diversity. <laughs> you don't get it back. <laughs> bigger diverse, thank goodness, of ants. Um uh, in, in the in the hill, and that's healthy for the anthill. Um but yeah. but I do think there is a there is something here, which yeah. is that like in what way is the anthill not all just one organism, and in that case, in what way is not every organism on Earth not just Absolutely. one organism? And in that case, am I yes, the, largest the biggest organism, organism on-, on Earth? You're part of the largest organism on Earth, which yeah. is the only organism on Earth, which is this gross, breathing, flopping, slimy, wet film, film <laughs> on the surface of the Earth. I dropped you. I Hank just to abandoned I'm going to me. Turn my heater on. While, I forgot it was going to turn on. While Hank is gone, I'm going to tell you about what this question made me think of, which is lately, I've been thinking every time, like, a really, every time a billionaire does something really weird or unpleasant, or really any time. Anyone does something in an attempt to like achieve immortality or to like make their mark upon the human sure. story or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've been I've been thinking that I would like to be able to go to their house and sit next to them on the couch and just whisper in their ear. You know, we're just ants, right? Like, <laughs> you know that. Like, y- you know, like when you look at an ant hill, you never think like, oh man, that ant is very impressive. That ant is carrying so much more than the other ants and look at all that it's doing it's really advancing ant con- we're just ants okay just be nice to each other we're we're a- zoom out a little bit and look at us we're trying so hard like each of us can't you just just try to be nice to to us <laughs> we're i just think, ants well it, i what's really interesting to me um like i also have these impulses to like, what is the thing that I'm like, like, what's the best use of my time or resources or skills and yeah. talents? Yeah. And, and when I try and figure out like what, like, and I don't, and I usually don't think about it. I usually do what I think is most valuable. And it's like very subconscious, it's very culturally impacted. It's like, it. I, I often, and when I in, investigate it a little bit, it's usually just the things other people are focused on. <laughs> like, that's. And so like why are you right. on Twitter, Hank? All the other people are. Must right. be must be good. Because we're yeah. we're social people. We're like ants in a lot of ways. And we go to where the people go and and yeah. we start to pay attention to and value the things that other people pay attention and value. Yeah. Um, and that's and that's not bad. Like that's I feel that, similarly. goodness is about that. I'm worried that we're gonna answer this question for the full hour because I feel similarly that um when people are like Indianapolis sucks. I always want to say like, oh no, you this just isn't your anthill. Like, so y- you don't you don't live here. Uh, you came and like looked at our anthill and you were like, I don't like your anthill. And I and we're like, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> we do. Uh, yeah, you know, it's different. You can go back go back to your anthill, which isn't home to more dead vice presidents than any other location on Earth. Wow, cool! <laughs> what a great anthill you have over there in New York I mean, City. Uh, A bigger problem, if this were actually anthill, we would just murder you. Like, just coming over here, you can't show your face (laughs) in a different anthill? It's true. What are you thinking? That's true. This is another one of my recent very passionate arguments, which is that all the other animals would be just as bad or worse at being sentient as we are. Like, we're terrible. I'm not trying to, like, say anything good about us, but- you think kangaroos are going to do a better job? Like, you give you think kangaroos are going to handle yeah. nuclear weapons responsibly? <laughs> have you seen a kangaroo? Have you ever have you ever seen a kangaroo? They're like, what is like, the animal that would be best at this? A golden like, doodle? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> they, <you> know, <laughs> they just are nice. Yeah, the golden doodles would just be like, good God. Everybody. <laughs> they would just be like licking each other, running around, goofing yeah. off. Just say? Hey. But then nobody, but then who would grow the food? Nothing would get done. <laughs> Nothing would get done. <laughs> you know? a But th- if we all converted into golden doodles, everybody would be very happy for three days. You think golden doodles are going to, like, <laughs> figure like out the u- fundamental <laughs> forces of the universe? Yeah, a three-day utopia. And then <laughs> just a bunch of really hungry <laughs> so, dogs. Just this? Right. <laughs> and, they, and then you get real hungry. And then you find out that actually, like, golden doodles aren't any better than us. Not when no, they're hungry. Yeah. It's oh yeah, it's very true. Oh no. Oh god. Um what were we talking about? I don't know. Let's let's move on to the next question. I think we did a okay. great job answering that one. Uh-huh. I also I have no idea which question document we're using, so it's sort of thrilling for me. I think we're using different ones. Are we? I have one very specifically. It says recording this day 12323. Oh, I just found that one. Okay, great. Um <laughs> Matt and Jessica ask, "Dear John and Hank, we're doing a crossword puzzle and we're stuck. The clue is Mars prefix, and the word is four letters long. And we know blank, blank, blank O." Thank you, Matt and Jessica, for reaching out with the kind of, you know, breaking news question that we're best at answering here at Dear Hank and John. Like, if you have an emergency <laughs> that needs dealt with today, don't call three one one. Yeah, we were supposed to use Email these us. questions last week too. So, <laughs> what is it, Hank? Is it tomorrow? Uh, um, I think that I know. Okay. Okay. Well, tell tell me. I'm not going to guess. It's, it's not funny. <laughs> I think it's. I, I don't want it to be funny. Uh, uh like Ario, like Aries, Oh, A R E O, like area. I I can, as somebody who makes crossword puzzles, I can picture the problem that the creator had that yeah. led to Ario instead of area. There we go. We answered mm-hmm. the question. Next question, Hank. This is the episode where we answer lots of questions. <laughs> Good to make up for They're last like that. Time. <laughs> give me a bunch of Mars trivia. I'll slam them out. <laughs> All right. You give me one. John, this next question comes from Kai. And I think that you'd be very good at it. Great. I've currently been struck by a cold and not to be dramatic, mm. but this virus in my nose is ruining my life. As yep. I language in my self-pity and my inability to breathe out of both of my nostrils, I was struck by a thought. Mm-hmm. When olden times people like pre-germ theory got colds, yep. did they think they were going to die? <laughs> how did they know if they were or weren't weren't dying thanks bye bye kai yeah i have this thought fairly frequently when i'm very sick i'm like is this it right like how do i know the difference between this feeling which right. is very bad yeah and and the one where i'm i'm actually maybe not going to make it out well this was one of the central i knew things i knew it i knew it i knew he that, had it the doctors did that they could <laughs> do because they had a lot of experience with people dying, sure. So often yeah. they would be like, "This is." Uh, you know, there were sort of like three categories: um, mm-hmm. I can fix this, I can't fix this, and fare thee well. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> and and for clarity, it, most of the things in the first category were actually in the second and third categories. Well almost everything in the first category was actually in the second category right yeah, like okay. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. I I I can give you some but but there were things there there were things that were that were helpful in the history of medicine sure. be- yeah. in the humoral era and uh-huh. and in you know Chinese medicine and in, in um indigenous right. american medicine there were things that worked there were also yeah, a lot of things sure. that di- didn't work um but because doctors had a fair amount of experience or like medical practitioners however they would describe themselves um had a lot of experience with different kinds of ailments they often did know how bad it looked you know or they 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 knew like oh if i've had patients like this in the past they die but i do y- you do see people worry in historical memoirs that something might be portending their death you see a lot of them a lot of people trying to use the power of positive thinking um That's like Mm -hmm. one of the heartbreaking things about reading a lot of tuberculosis memoirs, like people who lived in these, you know, tuberculosis sanitariums in the 19th and 20th centuries. Like there's a lot of sort of like attempts at positive self-talk despite the odds and the miseries and all that. But I would also say, Hank, that it see it, it. seems probable that people in the past had a little more tolerance for discomfort than we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. Like, I've noticed that. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't exactly understand it, but it it it, it seems like they must have. <laughs> <You know, like. laughs> yeah. Well, I think that it's an, ex- it's an experience thing. You know, you yeah. have. You have more yeah. discomforts, you start, you'll be like, well, this isn't as, bad, isn't as bad as that other one. You start to be maybe whereas, a little more. Whereas when I had COVID, I was like, this is as bad as it gets because it's as bad as it's gotten for me. Yeah. I mean, sir, when I had meningitis, I was like, the idea that you could live with this without pain medication mm-hmm. is the idea is unbearable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. This question okay. comes from Anonymous, who writes Dear John and Hank, I, I live in Canada and I work in healthcare. My province is currently experiencing provincial government policies that are undermining public health, and premiers are minimizing the influence of experts, which is very troubling. As people who live in America. <laughs> <laughs> No, that wasn't the question. As people who work to better systems, such as your work with Partners in Health, how do you maintain hopefulness for the work you do within inequitable systems? Overthrowing systems isn't off the table, but other ideas are appreciated anonymous. (laughs) I think if you look at the history of completely overthrowing systems, that often doesn't, doesn't work great. It's very so. One of the things that John and I talk about sometimes is that is that like there's the grand scheme, but there's also the fact that you don't live in the grand scheme; you live right. in now. Right. Um, so so as far as now goes, it it like there are these people who have prejudices and they have fears and they uh, also have ambitions that that uh, that they can achieve by preying on the prejudices and fears of other people, and they create. Um uh they they create systems that hurt people you, yeah. w- because of that right and uh and I don't know what to do about them um except to uh recognize that things be- that because of that things cannot change as fast as they want and that the world is not going to be the just and fair place that it should be mm-hmm. um and and I also Uh, One of the things that I have done is I've read about this. I read a book called High Conflict, which is about the ways that conflict moves from productive to unproductive and how Mm -hmm. to move it back and how very Mm -hmm. hard that is, but how it happens over and over and over again, even in cases where people are literally killing each other. um, You know, wars end and people share those spaces that they once killed each other inside of. And, uh, And so we move out of that conflict. I also read a book by David McRaney called How Minds Change which is mm. very helpful in that it outlines that people are only to some extent capable of having different thoughts than the ones that they have right now like mm. it is it is a it is a not easy and slow path and like it's so frustrating like that that the world cannot be uh just and fair um yeah but but there are it is very helpful to sort of understand some of the the mechanisms like actual physiological mechanisms of how uh brains work and ha- and the and the kinds of conversations that lead people into feeling safe enough to even question their own perspectives which they often do not feel and and I think conflict in particular is a place where you are least likely to be able to um you know, when you're in your the middle of that feeling of high conflict, yeah. But so, like, so reading about that has been helpful to me because yeah. it 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 has been made me a more productive person in uh in those conversations. I think, um, but it does not make the frustration go away, and it does not make the injustice go away. Right, I. I- I think that if you stop at a place of being pissed off about injustice and all you can feel in the face of injustice is hopeless, mm-hmm. it sucks. It's really yeah. miserable. Like, it's it's a really difficult way to go through life. And I think there is evidence, not that the world becomes just, but that it can become more just. If right. you look at Canada's history of how inequitable Canada's healthcare system was 100 or 200 years ago i think you, you you see that there is a possibility of things getting better the fact that there's a possibility of things getting better i think critically also Im- implies that there's a possibility of things getting worse mhm and i get frustrated sometimes when all the um you know y- y- the utopian crowd is like, oh, these are problems that like will naturally fix themselves. Like, <laughs> no, these are problems that fix themselves because Anonymous is working in healthcare, yeah. right? Like these are problems that get addressed because millions of people are coming together to make frustrating, incremental, little by little change over decades and over centuries, and I, it that like. I think we should be pissed off. I think we should be pissed off about injustice. I think we should be pissed off about the places, and there are many of them, where the world is moving backwards. Mm -hmm. That's infuriating. Mm -hmm. But I also think that the correct response to that is not hopelessness. I totally agree. Um, I was just listening. I wasn't thinking. (laughs) I'm glad you agree with me. That's all that matters. I just, want, I just want my brother to agree with me. Uh, we need to find more points of disagreement, John, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm a little frustrated with that as well. I feel like you haven't done a good job of being annoying recently. And when we do disagree, it's always kind of fake and people can tell that it's fake. And I would like to have some real hardcore disagreements that are real. I bet we could find some. I would like to. All right. What about the divinity of Christ? Uh <laughs> that's a joke. We shouldn't get into that on a public podcast. For sure. I think that people should believe what they what they feel is helpful. Well, it's not just what I feel is helpful, it's what I feel is true, but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> um I will. I I don't I don't think Christ needs to be divine for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love that for us. All right. I love that for us too. Um, Rachel writes Dear John and Hank, I've recently been getting more fiber in my diet. I've been dealing with some stomach issues uh-huh. and I've been looking up ways to do so. I understand our fruits and vegetables and things is like bran have fiber, but like, what is fiber and how do fiber powder and pills work? Oh, Rachel, have you come to the right place? Yeah. Hank Green yeah, sure. is America's leading expert. In how fiber works, um, yeah. So, so there's a bunch of there's a bunch of good things that fiber does for you. Um, but but what seems, even is fiber? So, so fiber is just uh, for the most part it's cellulose. It's, so it's indigestible uh, sugars. So wait, I thought you told me not to eat styrofoam peanuts. Well, you absolutely could. If they were prepared as if they were food, those ones have been sitting around and we're not, we're not prepared in situations that were food safe. So there could be be pests, there could be rodents. Wait, I thought you told me not to eat grass, which I think uh, this is, if I recall, (laughs) is made entirely of cellulose. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, grass also is not prepared in a food safe Situation, but you can not eat grass, and in fact, you do all the time um, because wheat is a grass, and so was oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, they've been, been through this, John. I bet you have. I can feel um, it. I can, I can feel the like old man is tired of explaining to young people why they can't eat grass. Energy <laughs> coming, just reverberating from your body right now. So the the thing about uh, fiber is that it seems to be most good for you when it is sort of like in its. Um, Na- like the the forms where it's just in your food normally. So, mm. so for, for example, like having orange juice and then having the commensurate amount of fiber as would be in an orange, it's kind of less good for you than just having an orange with oh, the fiber. And the, like, because it just, it sort of moderates the, the sort of sugar bomb effect and it like, it, we, it yeah. creates like the whole digestion process happens more slowly. That's interesting. And sort of more naturally. Yeah. Um, but- it can sometimes in, in sort of modern situations or, or, even you know, just very much depending on your diet, it can be hard to get the, the amount of fiber that your body would is sort of, you know, like existed inside of a system that had a certain amount of fiber. And then now it exists inside of a different system. And, you know, we're not going to wait for evolution to catch up. So... Uh, you can throw some fiber in there. And the the main way we do this was with psyllium husks. And they grow psyllium specifically because it produces a lot of good quality indigestible fiber that they can just grind up and then they put it into pills or they put it into metamucil, uh, which like or powders that you can mix into your drink. Mm. Um, and that uh, basically in in that circumstance, the the there are a few things that it might do like there is like it might impact your cholesterol in positive ways. The main thing it does is that it creates a better poop. Like it just mm. it forms your stool into a a more comfortable it's just a happier poop. Like uh like like firmness, like it's not too mm-hmm. hard and it's not too soft, mm-hmm. it's not too small and it's not too big. It just gives your colon this like the the material to work with to package your waste in the way that it wants to package it for sort of the ideal experience uh, at at the toilet. I love the idea of it. It's like it gives you the material to work with. Like your your yeah. colon is still writing the novel, but the fiber is the alphabet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's got, it's got it's going to do the work one way or the other. But if it's got a big a better bigger vocabulary, then it's sure. going to be a better book. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the exact rule that, like, it's basically how chat GPT came to be. (laughs) (laughs) Like, sure, it's better. Poop GPT. It's better if it's natural, of course. But, like, if it can't be natural, there's always poop GPT. (laughs) I think, by the way, we should sell um, Metamucil. And it is just Metamucil, but it's under our exciting new brand, poop GPT. (laughs) I mean, I have had this idea for a while now. There are a couple of things that I would put in a powder that aren't just psyllium husk. Okay. And, and no, like, I, I feel a million dollar idea coming on. <laughs> I'm very excited. I love a I consumable. Could, oh, man. I could sell, I could sell the crap out of a supplement fiber. Could Hank, I? you tell me, because it'd about, be really good for Hank, you. Tell me about this fiber supplement that you want to no. sell. Do, right you, now. do you tell me what's in it what other than psyllium husks? Time. You tell me what's baited in it other me, than psyllium husks and You paid me in to tell you the idea and then we couldn't talk about anything else. All right, we got to do the we got to do a project for Awesome Message real fast before Hank tells me about this psyllium husk idea. this project for Awesome Message comes from Megan who writes Dear Megan you gave too many spoilers last year. The best place you can be is right here. You are here and you are alive, and this is the best of all possible worlds. Breathe in the unknown and bask in the uncertainty of whatever is going to come. Let me know how it goes. Love you. Last year's Megan. P.S. Nice. Send my love to Baxter. He is the best thing to happen to me. <laughs> well, that's nice. I don't know uh, if Baxter is a person or an animal. I feel strongly that Baxter is an animal, but well, you now I, know I feel bad a- for having said it. Sarah has an uncle Baxter. Yeah, no, I've met. And Baxter. he listens to the pod, so he's devastated. Yeah, there's also the character from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, I don't think I know about the character from uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja. Turtles. I don't know Turtles. why that one stuck around, but he. April's as far love as interest. I can, as far as I can remember, no, Baxter did not. Uh, was not like the kind of guy you'd want to have around. Oh, he was a he was a he was a naughty man. Yeah. I think. Well, no. Yeah. He was a a fly. He was a man who turned into, he was like the fly, but it was in. Oh, he was the fly of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle universe. This is a great attempt to get me to get off of the. Which reminds me, John, this podcast is brought to you by Baxter from (laughs) Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. He was a fly man, probably Uh made in the exact same way as the fly with Jeff Goldblum, but uh, more comedic and not the kind of guy. I think it was a big nerd, if I remember correctly. Oh, God forbid. (laughs) Um, Today's podcast, of course, is also brought to you by my wife's Uncle Baxter. My (laughs) wife's Uncle Baxter, great guy, went skiing with him once in Vermont, very, very funny man, Love him. Nice. Gave us uh, 18 highball glasses inscribed with our initials when we got married. And I remember saying to Uncle Baxter, and we didn't uh, register for these, and he said, you'll need them. (laughs) <laughs> and he was right. Ah, nice. He was absolutely 100% right. He's. It's actually you talk only... about those highball glasses. Whenever I, I bring one out, you're like, Baxter. I know. Those are Uncle Baxter's highball glasses. <laughs> it's the only wedding present I regularly use. <laughs> this podcast is also brought to you by the world's largest organism. The oh, world's yeah. largest organism. Oh, yeah. You. It needs a marketing budget for sure. <laughs> We need we need a better marketing budget for the world's largest organism, and of course, today's podcast is brought to you by Poop GPT. Poop <laughs> GPT, it's is. about to tell me about it uh, after the ads that actually will run now. Right. So we all know there are things in life that you have to compromise on, but there are two things that you shouldn't compromise on. One is name brand Dr Pepper. The off brand stuff just doesn't hit the same. And another is, of course, your health. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines or their family group chat or the crossword puzzles just because they're available right now or take your slightly sketchy insurance. Instead, check out ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable, listen to you, and prioritize your health. And you can search by location, availability, and insurance. So literally, no compromises here, because with ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you ZocDoc.com slash DearHank Sometimes I like to imagine the world after us, the strange mammals that will emerge, the abundance of biodiverse plant life taking over our fields and factories and so on. I don't think this world will be better. I maintain that we are the most interesting thing to happen on Earth, and there is real beauty and meaning in our curiosity and compassion even as we also cause and witness so much suffering. But at any rate, there will be a world after us, after each of us. So the the only it, it's very rare when we hit um, something on SciShow that actually does does the thing that it says on the package. Sure, of course. Um, and and that has happened two times. So usually okay. we're like, here's this new craze. It doesn't do very much as far as we can tell. Uh, There's people have studied it. Here are the studies. It doesn't seem to do very much. There Mm -hmm. was a study that happened once, but it seems to have maybe been a statistical anomaly. Right. um, Which happens a lot. And you publish the statistical anomaly and then you end up uh, sort of chasing your tail for a little bit until you realize it didn't actually do much. Right. Things that seem to do things include um, fiber, Uh which is good for your poop. Yep. um, uh, Lion's mane mushroom, which oh. seems to be legitimately good for um for uh like brain health. Oh. We don't really know why, but it's like helps for it helps keep nerves healthy. Okay. Um I st- I started taking it when I was having shingles just because we made this episode about it. And I was like, shingles is a nerve problem. <laughs> so all I'll right. start doing that. Um and then the other thing is there was a study that like there were these individually some interventions that had shown really small effects, but when you put them all together. Mm. They had a much larger, very noticeable dose-dependent effect, which is, you know, like placebo-controlled, mm. etc. And it was exercise, which you cannot put into a powder, unfortunately. That's very You actually just have to do that. Ugh. Vitamin, uh, vitamin D, which you can, and then fish oil, which probably would be also a little bit tricky to get into the powder. But that mm. that was a a clear uh, decrease in odds of cha- of cancer, and it seemed to me like I should be taking these things. Like, yeah. This study, I, I believe in it at this point, point. Um, mm-hmm. and so I should be doing this. But I'm not because, like – and, like, I always forget to take my Metamucil or I forget to take my Lion's Mane. And because, like – but if I had it all in, like, one thing and I could do it every morning, I feel like I would right. do it. Right. Right. Hank, I mean, I'll be honest with you. An actual evidence-based uh, fiber supplement uh, would be amazing. Like – First off, I don't think there's any reason why Metamucil should own the fiber supplement world. No, they don't. There's lots of others. But my my, my point is that, like, do the others give their profit to charity? Oh. Coming back around. Now we got to the real juice in the tank. Yeah. Awesome poop GPT club. Oh, boy. I'm going to want... A bunch a, of people that's a at me very with the good idea, Hank, with the best brand uh, name for this idea because it's not Poop GPT. It's probably not Poop GPT. Although not. my heart, my heart wants it, but I think that my he, my my heart says yes, my head says no. <laughs> my head says that like Poop GPT is never going to be like a billion dollar charity brand. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't call it Newman's GPT when they were naming the salad dressing, you know. <laughs> Yeah. So so it's it's I find that uh, evidence-based so funny for some reason. <laughs> Newman's GPT. I love the idea of a chat GPT competitor coming out and it's like, "Hey, it's it's me, Nell Newman, Paul Newman's daughter. Um <laughs> do you want really want to trust your AI to people who are going to spend the profit on making themselves richer or do you want to trust my new chat GPT, Newman's own GPT?" Uh, this right. uh yeah. Uh, this is a very good idea, Hank. I mean, unfortunately, it's maybe the best idea you've ever had. Like, why? Sh- wh- it's. I mean, it's been bumping around in there for so long. I just had never said it out loud. Um, I can't believe um, but- I can't believe we had the idea for you to get a brand deal with Metamucil, but we didn't have the idea for you, <laughs> you to just take away Metamucil's market share I and give the that, money to charity. I didn't. Th- I did- the idea of just a fiber supplement on its own wasn't that good, you know? Mm, it's um, pretty good. There's, there's like, so many of them, and they're all like funded by venture capitalists. And they're like, there's so many. There's a but bunch that, of these. That, that to me is a sign that it's a good idea because none of those venture capitalists are going to give their. Yeah, but I don't want to fight with them. Uh, I, I guess I hear you, but I also disagree with you. You are fighting with Big Sock, you know? Like I you're, guess. Yeah. You're taking down all the Sock venture capitalists, which there are a surprising mm-hmm. number of, actually. <laughs> like, I was in, a, I was in the store the other of, day. It's actually sort of yeah. shocking, the number of sock venture capitalists uh-huh. more than you'd think. Same with coffee. Yeah, there's a lot of people in the sock business. I, I, I keep going deeper and finding new ones. And and so we don't mind being at war. I don't mind being at war with Big Coffee. We don't mind being at war with Big Sock. Why not go to war with Big Fiber? <laughs> ah, <laughs> Big Fiber. Stop giving your money to Big Fiber. We've got the fiber solutions for you. Well, uh, well, it can't just be fiber. That's the thing. If it's okay. bigger than fiber, then it makes sense it's, to me. It's bigger than fiber is an amazing, amazing. No, it's close. It's something like that. It's getting there. It's that's that makes me think that this is really a thing. It's it's bigger than fiber. I love it. Oh God, I, I'm tempted to not answer another question, but let's answer one more before we get to the all important news from Mars and AFC that. Wimbledon. Yes, Kate asks. Dear John and Hank, what does have a good one mean? A good drive home from the store? A good day? A good rest of your life? Oh, Pumpkins boy. and penguins. This Kate. is the thing. That's the thing that's, about have a good one. What, it's harder it to do wrong. Yeah. That's like how when I was a kid, I remember I would hear my dad, anytime he would like see somebody, he didn't say have a good one. He would say, take care. And I would always um. be like, What uh, from, of, what, from what? But if you just take out... The preposition, you solve the problem. Yep. Have just a, take a good out the preposition. Have a, have a good one. And you decide. You decide what kind of one. What 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 constitutes a good one for you? Can I ask? Can I ask you a question that's related to this question? Absolutely. When is it okay to compliment someone? Who you, is it ever okay to just toss out what I think is a quality compliment to a complete stranger? Okay, so I'm just going to tell you right now, you're veering on old men. I, why can't I tell ladies to smile more? That's not. That's you're not veering it. on it. That's what. That's why I'm just okay. going to be honest. So I'm is it just guys? Can word. I compliment guys, strangers, you, strange guys? <laughs> <laughs> same issue. Same. Same fundamental problem. What you can say mm-hmm. is a compliment on a choice. This is my my opinion. Yeah, you can say a compliment on a choice, but not if it can easily be seen as objectifying. Right. Well, and the other I day I you was- can give, I, I think you can give a compliment on somebody's uh, ideas. Like when, whenever somebody sure. says something uh, uh, that I find unusually interesting, I do try to say, I think that's a very good observation. And that is a compliment, but it's not a compliment that it makes anyone hopefully feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I The other day I was walking down my neighborhood street and there was a, a woman who- Uh, had clearly just been to the grocery store and she was walking her groceries home. And I looked at her and I had the thought, she looks like she's ready to take on the day. And I was like, I want to say that to her. I want to be like, you look like you're ready to take on the day. Because then I thought, I'd like someone to say that to me. (laughs) Mm. Well, first off, you don't. You don't. Look like You're ready I, to Take on the day. To, I hate to tell you, but you don't. I know. You look tough. Like, you look t- you look That's tired. why I. That's why I want somebody <laughs> to, be, to say. You, I want them to be honest I, with you. Want them to, to, to misinterpreted the situation, and to think that I'm ready to take on the day, even though I, I'm not. So I think that if you're over 80, you can say hey, you look ready to take on the day. Absolutely, but I think you've <laughs> got to hit that 80th birthday where you're allowed to become a <laughs> eh, sort of. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. A genial older gentleman who has maybe a catchphrase, like not top. I, I was, the first one that came to mind was top of the morning to you. You look ready yeah, for the but day. but not that. But not that one. You got a couple, but, but the good news is you got like 30 years to come up with your catchphrase. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, maybe it's I'm going to, I'm going to be a fun older gentleman. Oh, I really want to be an eccentric old man. Maybe oh, it's, hey-oh. I want to put on a plaid suit every morning. What was it you said to me? When this call started, I don't remember. It was so long ago. I don't know. You said, oh, God. Oh, no. It? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. no. May, may, maybe your catchphrase will be what you said to me right before hanging up on me. Oh, no. <laughs> that's Everybody likes to hear that one. <laughs> Just like see a person. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I said to this woman instead? What? I said, careful out there because it was really slippery. Oh, that's a great one. I love careful out there. Careful out there is like take care, but it's even more specific. It's just yeah. like, well, the only thing about careful out there now that I think about it is that maybe it's creepy. You know, like maybe it oh. seems like there's a threat <laughs> and it's me. You don't want that. You don't want that. Yeah, c- you don't want that. I don't, maybe you can't do careful out there. That's what I like. Yeah. And maybe heyo. Yeah, is if too you're impressive. if you're like if you're like uh, eighty years old though, and you're not a threat anymore, yeah, or very clearly, you could definitely. You never know, though. You never never know. know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think I was going to say, I think you can compliment somebody's choice of orange juice. I think you can be like, I love orange juice. Oh, you could be like, I notice you've got a really high quality fiber supplement that also uses uh, (laughs) evidence based strong studies to add other ingredients, including Mm -hmm. lion's mane mushrooms. That's right. And And then you can be like, you know who makes that? It's me. Hi. Nice I'm socks. I'm the solution. It's me. Those are my socks. <laughs> <laughs> I made your socks. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you should say, Hank. Maybe that should be your catchphrase. Just walk Next, it along. You got to sign up for Newman's morning. GPT as well. That's <laughs> right. You got to make sure your whole consumptive life is rebuilt around... Yeah. W- uh, raising money for charity instead of enriching the already rich. Boy, well, uh, I don't think we did a great job. No, it wasn't our best episode. But to be fair, it was better than last week. <laughs> Nobody liked the idea of us boxing together, which is devastating for me. I, I think I figured it out. Why? Okay. Uh, because boxing is actually quite violent and most most people kind of don't like that. There's a lot of people in our audience who aren't boxing fans, which was a big surprise to me. I thought they yeah, were mostly not, professional I was boxing fans. Yeah, I was not as shocked. Yeah. I was stunned. I thought that we were um, looking at a lot of professional boxing fans. hmm So, uh, my bad. Um, I'd like to be able to promise <laughs> so you that happy. I won't, I won't uh, participate in any celebrity boxing well, tournaments, well, but, but I'd we like just to like be able 16 to promise weeks it's still a thing. It's just what's the glory? Because right. boxing is great because it is hilarious. It's hilarious. a lot of other YouTubers do it. We're big yes. nerds. We're right. brothers. It's very yes, that's, funny. You've, you've got you've got the bit. Yeah. But 16 weeks to glory remains a really wonderful title for something. <laughs> yeah. It has to, but there has to be something stupid. Like objectively ridiculous that we are working hard toward. Right. Um, And boxing is a good one minus the violence. And it's kind of hard to do without the violence. I don't think any of this can happen until our lives free up a little bit, but I think it should be a good goal (laughs) to try to make 2023 the year where we could do something like 16 Weeks to Glory in 2024. Yeah. And also uh, Poop GPT. Oh my God. Poop GPT is such a good idea. And then like I want 10 it. years- I want it. Like I want it. I do too. That's the thing. I would be a customer day one. Yeah. You could put some prebiotic or in there too. Yeah, whatever, Hank. You know the science. I'm just here to sell it. I'm going to set up a Tumblr that's going to sell the heck out of it. Tumblr is famously amenable to corporate interference. It's one of their favorite things. They love <laughs> a brand. I, did a, I, I bought a socks ad on Tumblr and I got immediately mad people- Oh yeah. No, they don't. They don't want to, they don't want an advertisement. Like Tumblr, the site is like, do you want to boost this post with our special cra- crabulous boosts? And I was like, I do, you're right. And then people were like, don't do that, Hank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, wow, nerd. They're like, we don't want this to be a successful platform yeah, that, right. will, no, that will that will continue to don't do you understand? well. We, we, want, we, we want this company to lose all of its money. I I <laughs> I love Tumblr again, man. I'm back. I'm back in a big way. I love it, Hank. It makes me so oh my happy. God. Anyway, thanks for potting with me. Good luck. I'm sure it'll oh, end yeah. great. Do you want to do the news from Mars and AFC Wimbledon? Oh, right. we. That's... <laughs> oh, Hank, we've got big news from AFC Wimbledon this week, so I'll start. Okay. Now, Hank, there is a force in League Two football that we have not talked about in a long time. A powerful, powerful force... Arguably, the biggest force in the league. It's frozen pitch, mm. frozen pitch, Hank. There's yeah. very little in this world that is as likely to 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 have a, an undefeated season as frozen pitch. And uh so, AFC Wimbledon's last two games have both been canceled due to frozen pitch. Um, a lot of games around the league have been canceled. Frozen pitch is often in a race with soggy pitch. Soggy pitch is another common reason for a match cancellation, but frozen pitch has had a great season so far. And so AFC Wimbledon have not um, had a game, but that has not stopped the drama. Okay. So two pieces of absolute stunning news. Okay. Neither good. Oh no. First off, our brilliant twenty year old Moroccan Messi Assal, oh no, is leaving just like you said, just like I said he's he's going to Qatar, oh wow, a team in Qatar is, is paid that, is that good well, they paid us more money than they've we've ever been paid for any other player um, so I guess it's good in that sense, but it's very sad in the sense that. I like a Ubisol. and also uh-huh. he was essential to our chances of winning. <laughs> yes, since he has not been in the team for January, we have been no- notably worse. So that's yeah. a problem. Yeah, well, that's um, that's that's what's up with the good good at good at sports people. Yes, they make you better always, at sports. They always want to go somewhere else. So he has left. It's very sad. I love Ayubasol. I wish him well. I hope to see him play for the Moroccan national team at the World Cup in 2026, and I hope to see him in, in see it in real life. That would be a huge thrill for me. However, that is not even the most dramatic news out of AFC Wimbledon this week. The most dramatic news is that Brentford, uh, a Premier League team who loaned us two of their players, they loaned us two of their players, and then they asked for those players back in January, which kind of sucks. Uh-huh. Paris uh-huh. Magoma was the best one. He's a really good midfielder, and it kind of sucked. And we were annoyed because we were like, "Oh, but we really like him." And and Brentford was like, "Well, life is hard and full of disappointments. He's coming back, okay?" So that happened. Mm-hmm. One week later, guess who Paris Magoma just signed for? I don't know. The franchise currently oh, playing no. its trade in Milton Keynes. You can't do Paris that. Magoma left us. For, I I can't even call them our rivals because it's much worse than that. Yeah. Paris Magoma went from being one of my favorite Wimbledon players to being the person I like least on earth. And I <laughs> am in cl- n- n- third, third least on earth <laughs> behind Tucker Carlson and he knows who. He knows the <laughs> other, the other one knows. We've talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe Paris Magoma left AFC Wimbledon and a week later signed with Milton Keynes. I cannot believe it. Like I'm sorry. He, oh my God. I that's rough. And then he like did an interview where he was like, oh it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Mm. 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 Oof. Yeah. It's not gonna be uh not gonna be welcome, I think it's safe to say, in South London anytime soon. What's the news well, from Mars? Were you gosh. betrayed Were you betrayed by a brilliant midfielder this week? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, the news from Mars is quite good and cool. Okay. Um, it's really news from Earth, but it's about Mars. So yeah. uh, there's a thing that's going to happen for people in parts of North America and Central America. Uh, so on Monday, January 30th, which is the day that this comes out. So you got to yep. be quick. Uh, depending on where you are, you will get a chance to see... Uh, a lunar occultation of Mars, which means that the moon will go in front of Mars. Uh, so oh. it will block it will block the view of Mars. You can see it. So in the central and northern US uh, and in Canada, you can see the moon go just a little bit below Mars. But in the southern part of the US, in Mexico, Cuba, a lot of Central America, you will actually be able to see the moon go uh, across Mars and make it so you can't see Mars anymore. Wow. So um, like- you'll see mars disappear all at once probably if you've yeah, got regular yeah you can just like regular regular watch the little dot eyes. of mars go go behind the moon and then it yeah it disappears right. right that's cool that's exciting yeah so there's a handy little guide if you want to see it at space.com uh you can you could search for it you won't you won't miss it cool well, I'll try to. Uh, I'll try to. I'll try to get on that, John. Yes. Thank you for making a podcast with me, um, people of the world. Send me your brand ideas for for, for Poop GPT for a powder that I want to take every morning and feel good about it. Yeah. Um, you can send your questions and also those to hankandjohn at gmail.com. This podcast is edited by Joseph Tudamedish. It's produced by Rosianna Hals-Rojas. Our communications coordinator is Brooke Shotwell. Our editorial assistant is Debuki Chakravarti. The music you're hearing now and at the beginning of the podcast is by The Great Gunarola. And as they say in our hometown, don't forget, forget to be awesome. Be awesome.